Emily told me, she was like, do a regular fun intro and then casually ask for more reviews. Well, I'm skipping over the fun, getting right to the meat of the beef. The meat of the beef. The meat of the beef. In the meat of the beef. Reviews are so helpful and they make a big difference. And we, you know, some podcasts ask for them every single week. We don't, but every Ever. once in a while we're like, This is free. Hey, and then you guys you guys came out in droves last time we asked. So this is now to catch any new listeners. Also, we have a lot of new listeners, mm-hmm. you know, just because of the movie and other things. And so other things. even if you haven't listened to the podcast yet, go ahead and vouch for it. That's what social media but is about. they're listening right now. Laying it on the line <laughs> to be like, I don't really know much, but I got a hot take. Yes. Um, moreover, there are so many shittier podcasts <laughs> that have great reviews. And you know it's just some dork sitting there like, oh, God, get my numbers up. So write a review. Say why you like it. Just say nice things and, and let's get it going. Yeah, if you have mean things to say, don't leave them as a review. Just DM those to at Ask Eliza. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll put them right in the comments box, which is a giant garbage can. I just never want to be the show that, and so many shows do this and it works. I don't want you to be the show where we read the reviews. I think no, that's like- I'm too famous. I'm sorry. It's irrelevant. <laughs> it is beyond reproach. The show should be called I beyond mean, like, reproach. I like read them out loud. Nope. Like on the show, like this because week. it's like, what is it? Jimmy- Balance, mean tweets. Mm. Like, what are you going to say? Like, she's annoying. I've found, here's what I've found. When someone has like a really scathing take on me or something I've made, it actually seldom has to do with the art made and more about like just a disdain for me. And it's not even me personally as much as what I represent. Mm-hmm. Like good on paper, right? Did I make Citizen Kane? No. Is that movie kind of boring? For sure. But- <laughs> You know, it's a fun movie and you get these people that are like, I fucking hate her, hate this movie. I'm like, whoa, whoa, you hate yourself and you hate that I made something. This, You can't hate the movie. You can't hate my comedy special. It's something else uh, because I don't think I'm that polarizing. Yeah. I don't think I'm Rush Limbaugh. Oh, cool reference. <laughs> cool, timely reference. Oh, boy. I say enough good things. Every intro of this episode goes off the rails. Just, I framed it and this is a healthy way to be. If you don't, if you really don't like me, it's because of something that I make you think about that you don't like about yourself. It's not me. There's no way. I'm a nice person. I got a nice dog. It's like, (laughs) I don't like that a woman is doing the thing I'd like to do. Well, you asked my D. You asked my D. Okay. To the, what did I say? Meat of the beef. Meat of the beef. We're starting with with not a meaty question, but it's something I am interested. What's one degree under meaty? This is just, this is casual. Meaty to me is like more like. What's one degree? What's a classification? One under meaty. Sinewy? No. Ew, that's a lot under. Okay, if a steak is meaty. Fatty? I think that's that just different. Parallel. That's fatty still like substantial. Lean? Lean, Lean beef. Okay. It's a diet burger question. It's a veggie burger. Hi, everyone. Hi. I'm going to fangirl a little bit and just say I've followed your comedy for years. And you get funnier and more relatable as time goes on. See? Thanks for always speaking the truth in the funniest way possible. There you go. I don't really have a major life question or issue. I've been giving my friends and family the same advice you give on your show since high school. I truly think I'm the gazelle going 90, which is one of my favorite bits you do, by the way. Anyway. I just wanted to ask, since you love the movie Goodfellas so much, (laughs) I do too. I have to watch it every time it's on. 
do you also like the movie My Cousin Vinny? For oh, some reason, my God, I see you loving Marissa Tomei's character because, come on, it's Marissa Tomei and she's amazing and so are you. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you to your crew for keeping the podcast moving through COVID. It's been great having new episodes to look forward to. Hope to see you soon in person. Stay safe, healthy, everyone. What are the odds? We were in New York a couple of weeks ago because I presented Simone Biles an award at the ESPYs, which <laughs> she was not there to receive because she was busy, which I totally understand. <laughs> Uh, but the, breaking world records. The night before, doesn't matter what night it was, I was just laying in my, one of my indulgences is watching cable TV in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like bringing my laptop, opening it up, doing a streaming thing. So I always watch like MSNBC. I'll watch like Undercover Boss. I watch American yeah. Greed. And I'm flipping around and my cousin Vinny's on. And I watch the whole thing with full commercial breaks. That's the best way. Uh, I mean, not at like two in the morning. But it's a great movie. It's a great movie on so many levels because it's about being an outsider and overcoming the odds. And he's super brilliant in the end. And of course, she's the real brains behind the operation, whatever. My biological clock is ticking. It's a great accent. He's brilliant. Joe Pesci's brilliant in it. It's great. You guys like Ralph Macchio. He's in it, but barely. It's a great, for those of you who don't know about it, which is probably a lot of you because I have a lot of white like Minnesota 24-year-old, watch my cousin Vinny and see Joe Pesci in a different light. And and anyone who doesn't, who thinks they don't know who Marissa Tomei is, she's the hot aunt in the Tom Holland <laughs> Spider-Mans. She's Aunt May, who in Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans was an elderly woman and is now like Tony Stark's age. <laughs> and it's just like... Trying to see who directed it. Oh, my cousin Vinny. And Fred Gwynn, who I think it plays plays the judge, and I think he also played uh, Herman Munster. Oh, that name sounds familiar. You is watch that- this, you're like, oh my god, I recognize like all these faces. Hold on. Oh, the director is Jonathan Lynn, who also did Clue, another cult classic. People love Clue. Great characters in this. Great uh-huh. characters in Clue. Anyway. This whole episode is just... Well, it's so weird because I watched it recently. I just... When I read this question, I was like, oh, yeah, that does seem up your alley. I mean, Joe Pesci in a funny role, no violence, except at the beginning, which is what the whole movie's about. I feel like you love a Joe Pesci joint. Yes. Casino. Love Casino. Yeah. Enjoyed The Irishman. They didn't watch that. Okay. (laughs) Let's uh, let's move along. (laughs) Move along. Okay. Greetings from Chicago. This is from Marie. I adopted Tianfu's doppelganger. See above a pick for my pup. Manny, look at that little guy. Similar beast mouth. Similar vibes. Similar style of dance. Wait, do you know the similar style of dance joke? No. Okay, we say it a lot. Noah and I say it a lot. And you guys should hear this. We all know who Corey Feldman is, right? Some of you don't know him as like 80s actor as much as from like his hit records. So Corey Feldman released like a couple of songs, right? Yeah. And there are these like internet famous performances he did on the Today Show, mm-hmm. which you have to just Google Corey Feldman Today Show. Yes. One of them, I think they took down. They're they're fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, whatever. It's always interesting to see someone dancing solo with like no backup dancers. You're like, mm-hmm. is this choreography being made up on the spot? Mm-hmm. There's a... Video, which I think they took down. And actually, Billy Bush was here interviewing me for extra. I should have fucking asked him about this. Actually, oh I'll just God, text him later. Because this is your, you've, you've, this is your, one of your passions. Corey Feldman gets done with the performance, which was just 
interesting to say the least because I think he's he's a good guy. I don't want to bash him. Yeah. And you could see like Billy Bush doesn't want to, was it Billy Bush or Tamara Hall? Doesn't want to like be like, oh my God, great job. So he's like, hey, you did it. You know, and he's like, yeah. And trying to make conversation, he goes, saw a little bit of, little bit of MJ in there because Corey Feldman's doing like crude versions of Michael Jackson's dancing. Yeah, his whole, he does the hat, he does the, right. yeah. Because they're like BFF. Mm-hmm. He goes, notice a little MJ in there. And Corey Feldman goes, similar style of dance. There's no similar style. Right. There's Michael Jackson, and then there's like Chris Brown, Usher, Bruno, Mar- everyone else. Right. Like if I was doing like the Hammer dance, you wouldn't be like, like similar style. I'm similar to MC Hammer, but this parallel is my development. Thing. Yeah. Anyways, just saying similar style of dance. Like this looks like a Picasso. It was similar style. Nope. <laughs> it's just him. It's just the one. You know, I love looking at the patents that Michael Jackson had for like the shoes that were on the the little. They were on like little. Uh, little oh my notes God. coming out of the ground so that the shoes were hooked on so that he could lean. Oh, for Smooth Criminal. Yeah, like he had multiple patents on things for that kind of stuff, which yeah. is like, that's that's like an artist. When, it's crazy. When you're a guy's business. Anyways, similar style of dance. So mm-hmm. similar style of dog. This dog, yes. <laughs> so the Manny, this dog, is missing his front Wait, left seriously, leg. seriously, sorry, hold on, Manny. Seriously, pause this podcast to go, go watch, watch that watch Today Corey Show performance. Feldman. It's... Uh, <laughs> It'll get you going. Okay. Manny's missing his front left leg. No! People ask about it all the time. It's not an interesting story. It was broken when he was little. The vets think so anyway and didn't heal. For quality of so life- they just took it off? They chose to amputate it versus him dragging a chicken wing around for the rest of his oh, leg. no. <laughs> He's living a great life. Okay. My question is, what are some good responses when people ask what happened? So far, we have that he's part flamingo or, OMG, we left the leg at home again? Can't wait to see you in Chicago come November. I'll see if I can smuggle Manny into the theater. That was my first thought to just be like, I swear, it was here this morning. Yeah, I know that's it kind was, of the, It was on, no, just say it was on him when we left the house. I know, was, uh, what, but like very like, huh, what, <laughs> like looking around. Say, like, he what? chewed it off to get away from my kisses. You know the term <laughs> muskrat love? Do you know what muskrat love is? It sounds, I've heard that phrase. It's like from the 60s. Weirdly, uncomfortably, my father explained it to me. He's like, you know when you you go to bed with a girl and then you wake up and she's like, what's like, woof, what a dog. The idea that a muskrat would chew off its own arm to get away from something. That's um, what it is, is that you wake up next to someone so gross, you would chew off your own arm to get away from it. Do muskrats do that a lot? Chew off their little limbs? Yeah, they're just bodies. <laughs> just they're little, just they're little always worms. making bad choices. <laughs> always getting caught places. Or you could just be like, he's not missing a leg. I just put it on the other person. Just gaslight them. Or just say, three legs, he's luckier this way. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I like it was it was on when we left the house. And I think the flamingo thing is very cute. I think mm. that's sweet. It's the live, laugh, love of dog amputee jokes. Is it too awful to say he was trying to lose some weight? I, like I just, it's not as good. When people have questions about, I'll be walking with Tiana, how much does she weigh? I'm like, what's it to you? <laughs> Nosy. I know. I always want to know with a dog though, like, I don't want to know like, is it elderly? But I want to know like, how long has this dog been in your life? I don't want to know anything. I want to know that. I want to know, like, how long have you been with this dog? Pick up your shit and get out of here. But yeah, I can't imagine being like, what happened there? I see a dog. I say, how cute. I might ask the name. I have zero follow-up questions. I learned the dog across the streets that, you know, that dog that Homer Simpson's its way out of the hedge? Cash? Yes, yeah. Cash. And I realized as I asked the the young boy who very politely was like, oh no, like, sorry, because the dog came bounding up to me. And he was like, bounding. oh God. 
And I was like, no, 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 it's totally fine. Like, what's the dog's name? He's like, oh, it's Cash. And I'm petting him. And then I got in my car and was like, I don't know that kid's name, <laughs> but I know I do, the but dog's we won't name. We're, don't, we're not going to say it. Well, that's like, because we're having to call the dog because it just, you know, like, Cash, no. <laughs> it jumps on you and it licks you. I just want to know him. Like, he was so. You can know him. I love This is a terrible content. Dog. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> what are we, what is this? Just dog, dog talk. Okay. We have a darker dog question. From a person who also DM'd us a video of a bird eating a bird. That's right, because we had that whole debate about <laughs> carnivorous birds. Okay, so, dark question. Hi, Eliza, baby arm, smoky husky, Wait, this little person biscuit. gets another question? No, this is a separate person. Oh. We've moved on to a dark dog question, but this person also did recently tell us about a birdie. Similar style of dark dog. Yeah. So, I have a dark question. I witnessed a dog in my neighborhood attack a beloved neighborhood cat. Several people walking by heard the commotion and checked in. I don't want to talk about this. Well, hold on, because it's terrible. We're deciding if we're going to tattle. Several people walking by heard the commotion and checked in with the lady who had clearly lost control of her dog. She said, there's a cat. We asked if she was okay, close to home, and then we asked, how about the cat? She said, the cat is fine. She was so shaken, I didn't believe her and went to check it out. The cat was not fine. It had some problems. I was crushed. I stayed with the cat thinking we had to find his owner, but we couldn't. So animal control came and took him to the vet. I followed up with the vet, and eventually my dear neighborhood buddy had died. I was so sad, but my question, do I call and leave a description of the woman and her dog, or does that only cause more pain and negativity? Call who? Please help the animal control. Be like, this dog mauled a cat. Whose cat Still is it? Still using those DPP recipes, Christine and Cow Pig. So the cat is like an outdoor neighborhood cat. This do dog you know- got off the leash and mauled. I hear that. The is cat it- doesn't have an owner that she knows. I mean, okay, so leave a description of a random woman on like a government-run pet control site and hope they file it away under useful information maybe for the future because they're not busy. Well, it's, I mean, it's one of those situations where I believe a dog gets like a certain number of strikes before it's a menace. Now, yeah. I would, my my initial reaction was like, screw this, this owner shouldn't be allowed to have a dog. But I think because I this know. is the first, look, Issue. Folks, to quote, stop, this is so, you don't have to dissect this. To quote Chris Rock, the tiger didn't go crazy. The tiger went tiger. Cats and dogs. We talk about them all the time as being like eternal enemies after each other. It's awful. It's brutal. The dog might be, she's a, entitled to have a big dog. You know, is this a rabid dog? Is this a dog that, like you said, like has hurt things before? Mm-hmm. Animals, snap. This is why this whole, like the fact that you're never allowed to say like, oh my God, but pities, p- my pity, it's a sweet dog and it's a baby. For sure. I still would not let my child kiss a pit bull on the face. I would not let my child kiss any dog on the face that wasn't their own dog because animals are animals. And they have instincts and they have things going through their minds that we don't know about. We all act like there are these sweet little things that live in our beds. But like Blanche was like a little person. And if she would see a squirrel, she would lose it. Mm-hmm. Tianfu, if she sees a bird, snaps and just they take off. You cannot predict animal behavior. Um, and we have this, we keep forcing them to, you know, act like people. It's an animal. Mm-hmm. The dog mauled a cat. Yeah, that's brutal. But that's also nature. And you have, you can't be ignorant to the fact that these things happen. I would, you can leave that description, I guess. Um, Maybe as a way, I think you're probably thinking like as a way to ensure like if this happens again, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe, but I bet it falls on deaf ears and it doesn't, if no one's claiming this cat, it could just be a cat that lives in the neighborhood and it's unfortunate. I mean, 
To what end, I guess the question is. Yes. I do want to say thank you so much, Christine, for being with this cat, for making sure that someone got called for this cat, for going and helping Emily needs to set time aside on my podcast too. Thank you. Because look, you've done the right thing so far. Listen to me. When I was seven, we went over to a friend's house. They had a Alaskan Malamute. The dog was fine. Everything was fine. And I bent down to kiss it and it bit me on the face. And yeah. we didn't say put your dog to sleep. I don't know what they did with a dog, but like I was taunting the dog. I was a yeah. seven-year-old kid and I taunted the dog. I got too close and it yeah. bit me. Yeah. And this this is why you have to respect animals. And mm-hmm. the dog, you know, I would say something, I guess just to, so there's a record of it, but you don't want to like tattle on the woman. And how would you feel if you had like a golden retriever that hurts nothing and it just lost its mind and it attacked a cat? It didn't like break its neck. It was, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, I think go. you can let this one yeah, go. Yeah, let it go. And then next time you can just, enough people saw it, by the way. Yeah. That if something happens next time, but we can't go through life like building cases against people in case in the future. Mm. So just, I would just let it go. Yeah. I got bit so hard Hopefully by a better cat once. Okay, mo- moving on. Anytime it's a cat, I'm just like, okay, let's move on. You really don't care about a cat. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I don't not like them. I just don't care about a cat story. You don't story. care about a cat. A cat story. And you know, I want I want all the details. Did you kiss it on its sweet mouth? <laughs> I want to know. Did you make love to someone all nine, has, someone nine has of its, a cat? Let me know about nine it. Of its nipples. Tell me about it. Uh, okay. I want to push you sometimes <laughs> so hard. <laughs> this is some fun oh, interplay. God. This is why you should give us five stars because I'll beg to hear more about a cat. <laughs> And Eliza will cut me off. Is it a movie released on Betamax that no one's heard of? Or is it a story about a local cat? Other than that, I got nothing. (laughs) A local cat. She's just crying. (laughs) Area cat upset Emily on the case. (laughs) Area cat found miffed. I mean, have I told you just- No. Next. Okay. You cut me off all the time. You don't get to go off on a tangent about Sharknado 12, The Reckoning. Just read the questions. Hi, Eliza and Emily. You get paid so much to do this. <laughs> she just gave me the beadiest look from under her own podcast hat that she wears in my office. I can't find my Terminator 3 hat. Cool. Okay. I am... Oh, I got... Oh, okay. I am... 30-year-old, female, and one of my best friends, 30, female, since we were three years old, just got married to a turd, 30, male, last Saturday. 30. They have been together for eight years, and he has never been good. Turdy, 30. I I barely have been around him because he never is around, and the few times I have had extended periods of time with him, he is just awful. He talks down to my friend, makes remarks to her about her appearance or whatever may be irritating him at the moment, makes her pay for everything, even though he has the high-paying six-figure job, thinks he is so funny and ironic, but just acts like a jackass. My friend is the salt of the earth type individual and teaches pre-K, and I think her wanting to have kids soon has clouded her judgment. I think she got so comfortable and just used to how he is and too scared to get out of it and and not find someone else. The day of her wedding was the longest I honestly have been around him, and it was enough to make me want to stop the wedding. He was making rude comments to the photographer and... 
I've been breathing really to my hard. friend about the photographer regarding how long it was taking, telling her to figure out an issue that came up with shuttles to the hotel while we were on the party bus after the ceremony, complaining that there was not enough alcohol available the moment he wanted it, made a cringy groom speech at the reception. Ooh, what did I it know, say? right? I have to hear that. So well, far, none of this is like real context. Like none of this is evidence. It's just subjective. Like what's a cringy? How come I don't have those details? Changes that list. Like, look, you're not the tightest badge I've slipped into and you probably won't be the last. I mean, that's Till death. <laughs> Whoever heard of that? Okay. Change the set list the DJ was given by my friend, the bride, and decided to request three rap songs right when the dance floor opened up and was jumping by himself out on the floor like an idiot. This guy's on drugs. Left her on the floor by herself. The first slow dance that came on, I took her hand and slow danced with her. So his loss. I'm not sure I'm conveying how truly Ooh. awful he is. You weren't at first, but now you have. Her two sisters and all the bridesmaids can't stand him. And at one point, her sister has spoken to her about this, asking if she was happy with him. And if this, what, this is what she wants, she said yes. He made her cry the day of the wedding and doesn't treat her right. The bachelor party was on a private jet to Vegas with his buddies, and he couldn't even take her on a honeymoon. They ended up in AutoZone the next day instead. Ugh, I mean, okay. that's his honeymoon. So what I'm really asking is how to get I wanted to go to Pet Boys, but <laughs> they were closed. <laughs> what I'm really asking is how to get through to her without her feeling attacked or getting all defensive and ask slash tell her it's still not too late. No one will be mad or disappointed if you end it. And please, God, don't get pregnant with this kid. Thanks so much in advance. You guys brighten my Wednesday. Hope to make it to a show in Chicago. Are you kidding me? The whole reason she's there is to make a kid. Uh, look. Your friend has signed up for this and he sounds like a really big personality and she's a smaller personality and she, she thinks this is the best she can do. And, you know, I'm sure behind closed doors, he might apologize or whatever. Um, you sound a little bit more headstrong in a good way and serve yourself. So these things would bother you because these are red flags. Mm -hmm. They may not bother her as much. Um, or she's just used to it. Um, or she's just kind of dumb. But the truth is, there's nothing you can do. She went through with all of this and these things weren't enough to deter her. You lie in the bed that you make. That's a way no one has ever said that before. Um, there's nothing you can do. They're married now. And I don't think she's worried or cares or has even thought about like, oh, what if I disappoint other people? This is, she's like, look, I just, we, like her trying to get married was her saying like, look, my future is sealed now. Mm -hmm. So she's signing up for this and you've got to let it go. It sucks. And I'm sure she'll reach a breaking point. I'm sure deep down she knows this guy is awful. Yeah. But this is what she feels she's worth. And that's unfortunate, but it isn't your battle. No, and you're there for her. The fact that you slow danced with her is really sweet. You know, that's all you can do is be there for her so that she knows, and she does know. She knows in her heart that if if she needs to leave, if things change, that you are there. She knows that. So that's it. It's all you can do. You know, you probably won't be friends with this girl much longer just because he's so insufferable. But if he's always away, it's like- He's cheating on her, by the way. Probably. This guy for sure was on drugs at the wedding. I think has an alcohol problem and for sure is going to cheat on her. She kind of doesn't care. She's like, I'm a kindergarten teacher. I'm. He makes all this money. I want to have a baby. The truth is once they have a baby, like he's a little trapped. So like joke's on him. But like, or you got to kind of just be annoyed with your friend. But yeah. if she's okay, she's clearly okay with it mm -hmm. and you've given her the outs and everyone doesn't like him. And that's always sad when women just, or people, or we get a lot about like, oh my God, my brother's dating like a harpy. Yeah. When people ignore everything. Yeah. 
Um, I get that I wrote a movie about it, but keep in mind, I was, everybody was fine with this guy for a very long time. I wasn't like, fuck off, mom. You don't get me. Yeah. The second my mom was like, something was up. I'm like, let me look into it. Yeah. And the question asker, I think feels there's a ticking clock because there's going to be a baby and then they're no, the bound only ticking to each clock, other, but- The only ticking clock is the clock on your relationship with this girl. Yeah. And in my mind a little bit, like, so she has a baby with him. They can still get divorced. And then he can have the baby sometimes and she can have weekends this free. This girl's not getting a divorce. She's down. Oh, well. Uh, you just got to let it go. Yeah. And your friend is just going to- this thing, you know, like you want to be there for your friends. Is this your best friend forever? Like whatever. Yeah. One day he will hit her and then yeah. you can intervene. Right. So, so that's something to look forward to. <laughs> Him just being annoying. It's like you, you've done everything you can and you just have to assess how you can keep, whether you can keep your relationship no, with her going. Yeah. That's, it's all about you and what you're comfortable with and what you can stomach because yeah. sometimes it's hard to be around like abusive couples like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm sure her answer is no. When we're together, he's really sweet, which is like classic abused behavior. So mm-hmm. your friend's an idiot. Let's move on. Anonymous, hey, Eliza, baby arm, and the rest of the podcast crew. I'm writing because, surprise, I have a friend issue. For context, we are both elder millennial females. Wait, in- can, I, can I just mm-hmm. ditch the friend? I bet that's my <laughs> advice. Let's hear it. Both elder millennial females in middle management, not nursing, and have been great slash best friends since we met five years ago through work. She was one of my bridesmaids. We're each other's biggest hype women, and we only want to see each other succeed. Here's Eh, my dilemma. Is that true? We're on- (laughs) My dilemma. She doesn't want me to succeed. (laughs) We're on special assignment for our company in a high-stress environment away from our home location. Autumn, not her real name, is a level above me. Weird name. What a weird (laughs) alias to choose. Interesting. Chrysanthemum, not her real name. (laughs) On a different career path, but I hear all the time from her peers, who I have a strong working relationship with, that she's not pulling her weight, Mm. not trying to build working relationships, and she's just relying on her looks to get the other guys to do stuff for her. It's frustrating to hear this because I spoke so highly of her when she interviewed for the position, and I know her work ethic is better than or used to be better than this. I've tried to have conversations with her about how some of the other leaders are frustrated with her phoned-in work and lack of relationship building, but she just blows it off and says, I'll understand when I get to her level. I know if I sit her down and just tell her straight up, hey, you're not pulling your weight and your peers think you do a shitty job, she'll take it as a personal attack from me and see me as competition. Wait. I thought you guys were at the same level in middle management. They no, they're both on a they're both on a special assignment. So they're both in middle management. They're both off on an assignment away from whatever their home base is. But spies? this girl is on like a different and hers level. is higher than yours. Is higher, yeah. Um, okay. I know if I sit her down to her time, I don't plan on getting to her level and have a different trajectory within the company. But I want her to succeed on her chosen career path. Is this like? Um, an MLM? Are you in Scientology? No, it's like a, how do I help her but save our mm-hmm. friendship too? Love good on paper. Can't wait to see you in Seattle. Okay. So they're both, they both do a specific job. They are both on special assignments somewhere. Why won't they say the job? But they're in different like parts of the company. Okay, whatever. Look, um, let her crash and burn. She's not your sister. You're not her keeper. Um, and I think what's bothering you is that you vouched for her. Yeah, it sucks. So it looks bad on you, but it doesn't. The company hired her, and at the time it was fine. That's not on you at all. They didn't have to hire her. I will also say this. If she's really pretty, now we're not talking like you're from an ugly state, and it's like, well, she's just hot because she has like all of her teeth. No, we're talking like Megan Fox. If she's, is, did you see a picture? No, but oh. I'm just saying like, that's like. Let's say she's really pretty. I had a friend, had, 
bad. She was not a great friend. But I remember she had like a corporate job and she's smart. Uh-huh. Um, and she was very pretty. And her boss hated her. Uh-huh. Even though I know my friend's competent, I know my friend works really hard and would do anything she could to like get her, you know, um, undermine her and make her look bad. And I remember one time the, like at a company party, like that boss like pushed her in the pool, like <gasps> thinking it what? was funny because like she just couldn't handle like her girl horniness. That's how horniness. people get paralyzed. Okay. Um, sometimes girls are like in such competition. They're like, I just got to put my hands on you. <laughs> but, you know, it it was inextricable. The fact that she was attractive sort of tempers any good job you do or any job you, well, she's attractive. So if she talks, I'm just playing devil's advocate. So she talks to some male employees and they're nice. Well, she's just using her looks. Fucking use your looks. Like as long as everyone's doing their job, who cares? It's so tough too, because unless she's an idiot, like it just makes the other girl sound bitter. And so I would take it with a grain of salt. I also, it's not on you to fix this. And if she, there's also a version where she's doing her job well, and she's used to people hating on her. Yeah. And she's like, there's nothing I can do. And you kind of are taking other people's sides. So what you're saying is like, I'm hearing gossip. It's nice to pass it on to her. But of course she's going to get defensive. Also because if she's dumb, she'll think she's doing a great job. Yes. It's really a lose-lose for you. And she doesn't seem mm. like the kind of person who's intelligent enough to be like, oh, well, let me take that into consideration. Or maybe I'm not doing well. So just focus on you. Mm-hmm. Be a friend. And I would get more information. Because this is all hearsay. And you're not in that division of that company, so you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because you're saying that when you you knew her and have worked with her, that she has a great work ethic. Yeah. So, so what happened? You know, I wonder if there's a way to be there as a friend. Like, is everything okay with her? Consider you know, the source, like, too. Is it a bunch of uggos reporting on her? <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, is it only women saying that she's not? And all the guys who are, quote unquote, doing her work for her are like, no, she's great. Like, I don't you know. know. Or is she doing her work? You know, you don't know because you're not in that division. And it's so great and loyal that you're like trying to help her. But she's going to be like, you're not listening to me. You're listening to them. Mm -hmm. And by the way, like whatever, as long as the job gets done, it's not your company. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're losing money. Yeah. Just let this one go until you have more evidence. Yeah. I mean, it's always like awkward for people to be talking about your friend to you. But I think you can kind of just like shut it down and be like, oh, okay. Or I I didn't know. I don't know. I don't work with her or whatever. Because I notice you're not saying there's no way this is true. She's a great worker. You're listening to the feedback and you're like, I should talk to her about this. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's uh, an impeachment on her character. Hard facts. (laughs) Hi, Emily and Eliza. Or she sucks. But either way, you can't have it. (laughs) Stacey Weinhart. Hi, Emily and Eliza. Me, 26, and my fiance, 29. I want to lope with just us, but he wants a full-on wedding ceremony. What should we do? Also, Emily, do you like the movie Aaron Brockovich? Of course she does. Of course I do. woman in a bra. In a bra. Doing stuff. (laughs) Well, you know the ties to- Nope. No. No. Go back in your hole. Tom Girardi. Forcing you back in. Lawyer. Someone's wife. Housewives and the Hustler. Yeah, okay. Stole so much money. It's an insane. It keeps popping up on the one celebrity gossip blog I read. Because it's crazy. I scroll past so the algorithm doesn't think that I care about the Real Housewives. Yeah. Silly women. I mean, the fact that there's a full documentary about this. He was one of the Aaron Brockovich lawyers and he has been embezzling millions from like people who survived plane crashes. Brought that water in special for you folks. It's Oh, great movie though. I actually, yeah. Wait, you're saying someone who made a lot of money and would marry a real housewife (laughs) isn't a good person? Weird. Uh, Look, 
being married is nothing if not a compromise. And I'm wondering why you want to elope. Mm. And you have to take, like, think about that. I think sometimes girls are anti because like, I just don't want to deal. It's a really nice day. It's a really special day. There is a common ground between like a full-on Persian wedding and you just getting married at a drive-thru. And this is a compromise and you need to take his feelings into consideration. Maybe it's a small service. I promise you having like 10 people in your backyard is going to be just as small as you eloping. And you have the rest of your lives to be together. So, And if he wants the wedding, you should discuss if you're going to do that, him taking point on making it happen, on the planning. Yeah, on the I think you need to it. dig deep about what it is that you don't want. And perhaps you just don't have those elements. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't want a big dress. Fine, don't wear it, you know, mm -hmm. but- more importantly, why does he want a wedding? He probably wants his family there. Yeah. So you need to compromise. It's mm -hmm. not cool. Like there's no value in being like, I'm the diva. I get what I want. Like that's a gross marriage. Yeah. So you compromise. Tiny wedding is just as intimate as eloping. Yeah. That sounds nice. Mm -hmm. But you knew that. You knew that. Hello all. I'm a big time fan of all your work. How do I know? <laughs> submit, submit a written essay proof. My boyfriend and I have been dating for almost two years. Two years. We recently moved in together, discuss a future together, kids. He talks about us having children more than I do. I'm 33 and he is 39. I have always wanted Six kids. Six year age gap. But I'm nervous about if I can have them. At 33, I have never had a pregnancy scare and have not been on birth control since I was 23. I was thinking about doing one of those modern fertility tests that you send in the mail, but I'm nervous about getting the results of that. Also, while my boyfriend talks about us having children, he's in no hurry. He says things like, I'm not old, age is just a number, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, as a what, woman what in my- He is old and he should check that sperm. <laughs> in my 30s, I'm well aware that the window for us to have kids is getting smaller. I really work on trying to stay positive and keep my thoughts- on, I still have time, but I don't know how to bring this up to him in a way that isn't going to put pressure on him. Any advice on how to have this real conversation with him? Freezing my eggs is not an option. Anonymous. Okay. Okay. So are you going to weigh in ahead of me on this I, I one? just immediately don't mail <laughs> in a test. It. Go to a doctor. Don't go mail in a test. Go to a doctor. First of all, the fact that you're like, but I'm nervous about the results. Well, then don't do anything ever. I'm just going to talk to you the way somebody should. This whole thing is weird. I'm nervous about the results. He says age is nothing but a number. Th these are dumb things to think and say. I love you. I love that you're a fan, but I'm just trying to set you on the right track. Your boyfriend's saying dumb things. S schedule an appointment with a fertility specialist. Yes. Not a gynecologist. Mm -mm. It is not the same thing. Schedule an appointment with a fertility specialist so you can get your eggs counted. You can get a check. They'll tell you that exactly what you have to do mm -hmm. to make sure- if you do want to have kids and you can, you have nothing blocking it, but also what your chances are. Yeah. The doctor might check and be like, hey, you could have a baseball team tomorrow. Or she'll be like, hey, you've got this and a tilted uterus and this. So get the information because right now you've got your head buried in the sand. You don't have to talk to your boyfriend about it. Just go. It may not be covered by insurance. It might. It's probably like a $100 visit, whatever. Go get that test. Get the info. If it comes back, like you've got time, then great, you've got time. But he should also- Go get tested. Now, be, go get tested. Um, and beyond these tests, and this is something that I think a lot of people don't think about. Let's say he checks his sperm and the sperm are fine and you're both fine. You might want to also get some chromosome tests. There are screenings you do. For example, if you and your partner, which I highly doubt you are, are both Jewish, there are like certain genetic things like Tay-Sachs that you both need to get screened for to make sure you're not carriers. Mm -hmm. Cystic fibrosis, certain things 
before, you know, this is the smarter way to go about it because I, I don't know that you want to sign, you might sign up for a life of having a child that has a severe disability. If you are saying you can't even freeze your eggs, it sounds like financially, perhaps that's not something that you're comfortable with. There's a lot of things to consider here if you want to do this like adults. Um, and by the way, this thing where like, I don't want to pressure him. This isn't the fifties. This thing where it's, I don't want to pressure him. This is mother nature. This is your fucking future. And you don't have to sit there and be like, marry me or else. But like, it is totally reasonable to start moving in the direction of the future you would like to create. Mm -hmm. Age is nothing but a number is the dumbest. It's also enough. My husband always goes, age is not, nothing but a number that tells you how old you are. Okay. He's not taking into account the fact that you're 33 and you would like to start your life. This is a normal time to do it. This all seems a little scared and a little relaxed. Go to a fertility specialist, get checked, see what your options are, go from there. Yes. Okay. Maybe you don't want to get married. That's fine too. But move in the direction of what you want to do. And who, you know what the other day I was, how was I watching? I think I was watching my cousin Vinny. And it was like, oh my God, I'm waiting for you to propose. Even though I'm married and, you know, my husband proposed to me, it was a discussion. I'm not some like 20 year old girl in the six girl in the sixties, like holding my breath. Like, gosh, I hope he decides that I'm right for him. It's so antiquated. Have a discussion about what you want, what kind of ring you want, what kind of life you want. And if that scares him off, that's not the guy for you. If you cannot have real life conversations about what you want and your goals and your body and your future with a person, that is not the person to build a future with. You don't have to act like a crazy person about it, but like if a discussion scares him, and I'm saying this to everyone, like the guy's a fucking idiot. So we can't be empowered, but still waiting to be swept off our feet by a proposal. Like, it's great if they surprise you, but like have a conversation. Get the info. Get the Go info. to the doctor. Get the, You need this info to make the next decision. I, I can't wait for him to make sure all my dreams come true and grant me a ring and decide to give me his sperm. Go be an adult. Get yeah. your info. Work with your insurance. Find a fertility specialist. Go Get, because that'll also, help you decide what happens you next. You can be off birth control and and have sex and and not have a pregnancy scare. It doesn't mean you're weird. It just means he was jizzing on your back. Ew! Why is this where you took this? Why did this? I say that? So I'm just... To, trying to help these people have we, a baby. Should we block? Can you put a bleep over the, the jizz word? <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to make the sound and we'll put that over Folks, it? it's not a fairy tale. Everything else can be romantic, but unfortunately, genetics and biological clocks are not fun. So, yep. Get your info. Get your info. Don't be afraid of it. It's not going to tell you you're dying. No. If anything, it'll just give you a better picture. Wouldn't you? What's worse? You get the info or you never do. And two years from now, the doctor's like, sorry, you're out of eggs. Yeah. You want that surprise? Mm -mm. No, you don't. Okay, love the pod. Now, we're back on Twitter for more questions from men. The men are on Twitter. I love that. Yeah, the men are on Twitter. <laughs> men are on Twitter. Click, click, click. Start running, girls. <laughs> love the pod. Let me preface my question by saying I'm not making any of this up. Okay, that totally sounds like something someone telling the truth. Is I'm 36 and a divorced single dad. Needless to say, the dating world has not been very kind and is damn near impossible to really get into, COVID notwithstanding. Don't get me wrong. I love my son very much and he'll always be my number one. No, I got you wrong. <laughs> Sounds like you hate your kid. Sorry. However, 
providing for him and trying to be a good dad has definitely crimped my dating slash sex life. I got divorced. Is it cramped or cramped? I think it's cramped. I was like a crimped? That what sounds fun. Crimped. I got divorced five years ago when my ex had an affair with a guy who had just been released from prison that she met at work. Oof. She's a marriage and family therapist. Oh my God, that's so brutal. They got engaged six weeks after my divorce went final. And got married six months later. Okay. Well, at least they're together. At least it wasn't le- a flame. Yeah. Oh, God. That's so horrible. I know. I'm that's so awful. sorry. That's like movie style. Like, she was a therapist. She <sighs> met him at work. Like, yes. bananas. I haven't dated or been intimate with anyone since. Five years. Don't worry. I'm not a total psycho. I've seen a therapist and done some work with divorced dad support groups, etc. Yeah. This whole thing has me thinking about getting a vasectomy. What? Predictably, when I ask friends and family, all of whom are in medicine, the room is split. The guys think I should have done it already, while the ladies think I'm being selfish and doing it would be, quote, unfair to the next girl. The reality is I'm 37 in September and my son is 10 in August. At this rate, I'm touching mid-40s before I even have a chance of meeting somebody. No, don't tell it to the last guy. Age is nothing but a number. I'll be jizzing into my 90s. I'm, am I being reasonable? I know. I don't know what your problem is. We wanted good reviews. This is not. They like it. They like a little bit of raunch on their Sunday lunch. Ugh. I am I being reasonable or just suffering from early onset midlife crisis? Yeah. The thing I love about your comedy is that you're a straight shooter. Hoping you can do the same with this. Please don't hit me with the typical female, you never know you could meet someone new BS line. Help. Once again, love the podcast. First of all, don't tell me not what not to say because you don't want to hear it. Elder Millennials in my top five. Been hooked since freezing hot. All right, all right, all right, all right. I wrote this while watching Good on Paper. Fuck yeah. Jason DXX. That's not a compliment. <laughs> No, he's I was watching. so bored like, by I your movie. This I help. was able to compose a full email to you. <laughs> Listen, the vasectomy is you. You're angry. You're angry and hurt that your wife cheated on you. And I think you love your son, but like, I think there's a part of you that's like, this is so fucked. Like now I have this kid and I'm a single dad and I didn't want this. And I think if I'm tracking this correctly, it's a little bit of you like saying, fuck you to the universe. Like I'm not doing that again. She like I'm not gonna get trapped again. You love your son. I I do not doubt that. Mm-hmm. But you can hold the two mutually exclusive. Like you can love your son and still feel like this is a fucking raw deal. Um, if you're not having sex, I don't see the reason to get a vasectomy. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how babies are made. Not, not that the next woman you date gets to decide that for you, but no. just like why go for a for a a procedure that you don't yes. currently need? But yeah, you're definitely. And by the way, it takes like two seconds, and and that's that. Of course, you could always get it reversed. I don't see the reason to get one simply because, excuse me, you're not having sex. You haven't even found someone. And even when you do, it'll be a while before you get to that conversation. However, if deep in your heart, you know you do not want any more kids because mm-hmm. men have kids into their 60s, 70s if they have a lot of money. Um, if you know that that is not like you are good with the one, you do not want it, then you do it. And you just be upfront with women, you know? Uh-huh. You're probably gonna not be able to date younger women because they might wanna have children, you know? Uh-huh. But if you're meeting someone around your age a little bit older, um, they might be a bit more practical about it. So I would do it, but not as a way of like thumbing your nose at the universe. I would do it if you truly are like, I do not want more kids in the future. Yeah. Of course, there's a chance that you meet a woman who's so exceptional. You're like, I would love to have a kid with you. You can get it reversed, but I don't think you should rush into doing it now simply because there's no need to do it now. Yeah. Because I think you're angry about something else. And you getting a vasectomy is your way of taking control back. And I get that as a woman. I 
have to support you because we all want control of our own bodies. Mm -hmm. So stop asking your friends for advice and only listen to me. My only reason to not get it would be, A, you're not having sex right now, so you're pretty safe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just dig deep, figure out your reason, and then do it. Who fucking cares? Do it. Yeah. But just, there's no reason to do it now. Yeah, there really isn't. Because you want to go on a date and be like, BTW, don't even try. I already had the big V. Yeah. Um, but the truth is, if you don't want kids, you want to be with a woman who doesn't want kids. And whether you have a vasectomy or not, it should be fine. Like you'll both take steps to not have children then. You don't necessarily need to get a vasectomy. Yeah, you don't need to get an elective so procedure. I think this is about you wanting to feel control, rightfully so. You were screwed over royally. Yeah. Uh, I would try to process that in a healthier, less invasive way, less expensive Why'd way. Why'd you just pull out a knife while you're- It's an exacto knife. <laughs> and come here. <laughs> it was just in the cup right. with the other pens. Okay. Ching. Ching. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Tofu, and Gracie. Ching. My name is Hannah. I'm 25. Gracie is not here, nor is she a part of the show. <laughs> nor has she ever been. I've never met this cat. She's always here because I always have at least some cat here. I have on no me. real proof that she exists. I guess not. Yeah, photos can be doctored. <laughs> All right, cool. Valid. I'm 25 and have been dating my boyfriend for three and a half years. We met in college and 98% of the time, everything is great. He's a great, normal guy. <laughs> My friends and family love him, and we have what I would consider to be a very symbiotic relationship. He has one mouth, two eyes. <laughs> I know. We also adopted an adorable street mutt together. Photo attached. I'll show you in a second. The catch is- I can't I, wait. <laughs> I really don't enjoy his family to the point that it stresses me out when I know we have to go see them. Ooh. His mom has a bad habit of being in our business and has an opinion on everything. His dad is not very progressive or willing to see other perspectives, and his older sister is the definition of selfish and blames all of her poor life choices on bad luck. I'm conflicted because my mom says I should just stay out of it and bite my tongue, but my best friend says if I plan to marry this guy, then I should get to have an opinion as part of their family, something they have said, not me. I've spoken up once before when I disagreed with something his sister did, and it ended in a huge fight where we didn't speak to them for weeks. I love my boyfriend and want to support him with his insane family, but sometimes it's just so hard to keep my thoughts to myself. What would you do? Any advice is appreciated. My mom and I have been huge fans since Freezing Hot. So excited to see you in Baltimore in January 2022. Be more. Um, Thank you. Uh, a couple thoughts. One, it's okay if the dad isn't progressive. You know, I don't know where you live and I don't know who these people are. But I do feel that as a liberal person living in a liberal city, we become not liberal when we're like, how dare you not agree and not fully understand everything we are saying? Um, I don't know what his thoughts on things are, and I don't know what you mean by progressive in terms of what subjects. It's not on you to change this man. And there is a version where he has views based on the bubble or the world that he lives in and the taxes he pays and things like that. So I would be careful with that because when we're young, we always, and I feel this way all the time, you know, you think you know better, but here's a person who's lived a full life. Now, that's different than him like yelling racial slurs and saying women should be barefoot in the kitchen. So you got to see where is it on that spectrum. It's not on you to like civilize them. Um, but you can certainly have an opinion and not be cut off for absolute. weeks. For sure. Well, they cut each other off. They both seem like they didn't talk to each other. There's an opinion and there's an opinion. There's state your opinion. You don't have to get into it. You're probably not going to change the guy's mind. Um, there's a way to be civil about it. 
oh, I voted for this Republican candidate. You know, there's a way to to listen and not be like, you're a fucking idiot. I hate all Republicans because mm-hmm. I don't know the scope of what you're talking about. So the mom being like in your business, that's what moms do. And that's what mother-in-laws do. And this is the reason people always make fun of mother-in-laws. And as for the sister, there's always that branch of the family tree where the, the kid's just an idiot. I personally would love hearing about it. I love just thinking like, what an idiot. Oh my God, this person is so pathetic. Um, there's good in everyone. And maybe you can just find that. Maybe what? There's not good in everyone. Okay, not everyone. But, you know, there's, it's so easy to be like, she blames all this and she's the worst, but maybe something bad did happen. Or maybe she's like limited in some way. You are are worried about coming into the family with an opinion, right? You, you're you're like you, you're you felt like you've had to be quiet. Don't do that. Like don't yeah. don't be not yourself to appease this family. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like take it easy. I I, I don't know the battles you're waging. You don't pick every battle. Mm-hmm. Listen to some stuff. There are hills that you choose to die on. There are some things you don't stay silent about because this person is empirically wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can separate fact from opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way you said that versus what you said is completely wrong. Um, remain calm. And the, there's a reason people talk about in-laws a lot. If, if it really rubs you the wrong way, maybe you don't marry this guy. But it seems like your boyfriend also kind of knows that they're the worst. Um, so maybe you spend more time with your family. But like, yeah, this is a part of marriage. You're marrying into like what might be a fully insane family. But- Go to reddit.com slash r slash just no mill, M-I-L, and you'll see some real horror stories and feel a little better. Are you saying no, N-O-K-N-O-W? N-O, J-U-S-T-N-O-M-I-L, just no mother-in-law. It's like insane mother-in-law stories. Of course it's the mother-in-law. Of course it's always the woman. You just said- The dad is the one. No, I know. but you just said like, oh, they get that reputation. Mother-in-laws are always involved. Well, here's a subreddit about it at I didn't its direct worst. them to a site. I'm substantiating because you go there, you can see truly horror stories, and I think you'll feel a little better about the the in your business is, or there's coping strategies. Yeah, you can always leave the room. You can always take a deep breath. You can always, you know, is there a way to have fun with them to like give them a chance, you know? But you are allowed to have an opinion, so yeah. you just have to decide like, do I want to blow it all up today? Mm-hmm. You know, or the guy's not the guy for you, right? What's important is that you and him are on the same page. Yeah, that he's backing you when it's appropriate. Hi, Liza and Emily. My name is Mason. I'm a 15-year-old boy who lives in Warner Robins, Georgia, and will be soon moving to Atlanta. Hi, Mason. Recently, I've realized I'm bisexual, and this has caused some conflict within myself when choosing a new school for me to go to when we move. My parents want me to go to a Christian school. My parents want me to go to bisexual university. But I don't feel comfortable going because of my sexuality. Mm. I am still Christian and don't plan on changing my beliefs based on my sexuality. My parents don't know I am bi. So for all they know, they just think I don't want to go to the Christian school because of me being more comfortable in public school. Mm. I have reasons that I want to go to public school, but none of them are as important as this one. I do understand that I will probably experience homophobia anywhere I go, but I would rather be at a place where I'm more likely to be accepted for who I am. So my question is, how do I make it clear to my parents that I don't want to go to a Christian school without revealing my sexuality to them? Uh, It sounds like you say you have other reasons you want to go to the public school. Do a little research, put together like a little PowerPoint of like the benefits of public school, what you would get out of it. I think especially because you are still a practicing Christian and you can explain to your parents that you can- Mom, I can proselytize more easily there. Think of all the gay heathens I can convert if you let me out into that public school. Your faith is still a part of your life. It doesn't- it doesn't need to be part of school to keep you regimented in it. Like it's something that you believe First of all, in. 
you sound like an incredibly articulate, yeah. smart, <laughs> yeah, young bisexual man. And, um, you know, I can't sit here as like a fully autonomous adult and be like, J-, and you live in a part of Georgia I've never heard of. So yeah, ye- I can't tell you like, come out to your parents. It's going to be fine. Live your truth. You're a minor. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, what I'm, I'm not sure that I'm getting that your parents would be like, V cool with that. Okay. So you don't want to reveal that you're bisexual. I'm, I'm sorry that you're in that position. That makes me sad for you that you aren't, you don't feel safe doing that. So like Emily said, I would take every academic route around that. Make the PowerPoint, explain you, you know, you don't need the Christian school. You And by the way, part of me is like, do you actually want to be Christian or do you just think that? That's not for me to say. And it is possible that the Christian school would be, that it's a lot of other bisexual kids here's that were sent do. there by their parents. You here's, know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look up the matriculation rate for the Christian school versus the public school. Is it a specific public school? Because you could say to your mom, like, look, 10% of graduates from this public school went on to major universities, Ivy Leagues, and mm-hmm. only X percent, I'm twist the numbers in your favor yes. or just fucking lie. And it'd be like, public school has this club, this organization, this sport, this thing that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Christian school doesn't have that. Yeah. You know, I think if you put it together in an organized way, because you don't sound like tempestuous and like a teen who's like, I just want to bang my girlfriend. Um, and my boyfriend. So present the facts like that. It sounds, you know, parents usually, you know, the, they want to give their kid the best education, the best chance. You sound very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm proud of you for having an inkling about knowing who you are and sort of going into that and trying to protect it. Good for you. Yeah. Do what you can with what you have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you clearly are very detail-oriented. I think you can very easily kind of make a case yeah. supporting public school. But again, remember, if if they're like, no, we really like, we really want Ask you to go to Christian school. Say, what are the reasons? Oh, strong faith in Christianity. You're like, I already have it. Yeah. And I plan to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you've given me that. You know, what could possibly be the other reasons other than Christianity, mm-hmm. which is not the end-all be-all. And once you get out in the world, you realize it's, it's really case-by-case basis. So yeah. Ask them why and then be prepared to counter-argue yeah. their one point. Because mm-hmm. it ain't going to be cheaper. Mm-mm. School uniforms, that's fast fashion. Save that money up for college. Save that money up for getting a dope pad in West Hollywood and banging all the dudes and chicks you like. Hi, I am 30 years old. Also get old. out of Georgia. Okay. Well, he's going to Atlanta, so it's going to be better there. It's possible that the Christian school in Atlanta will be totally, like, nope. open and cool. Nope. I'm from Atlanta. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Aren't you from one town? You're from, like, Decatur. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. I know, I know that Atlanta Ludacris has, like— is from Decatur. <laughs> me and Ludacris. Decatur. <laughs> Ludacris. Uh, I am 30 years old. I've been married to my husband for about a year and a half. Is this a woman or a man? Yeah, you don't know. You just assumed. I didn't. And you gave her a feathery voice. That's just how I talk. Uh, I'm assuming. I think we're going to get it. She's been married for 30 years to her husband for a year and a half. I am 30 years old. I'm 30 years old. And I've been married to my husband for about a year and a half. Year and a half. And in a relationship with him for about six years. We are having sexual prior to the... Okay, go ahead. We are having some issues and I'm looking for some female outside perspective. I feel as if we argue a lot. We get into blowout arguments at least two or three times a month. Usually these arguments are over him being lazy. 
I don't mean to nag, but I work a full-time job as an elementary school teacher, do all of the grocery shopping, budgeting, bill paying, cooking, and the majority of the cleaning and household chores. He fucks me good. He has a long- Ew. Yeah. What is your problem this episode? Today is a- You're off the rails. I'm, I'm out of bounds. Out of bounds. He has a longer commute around an hour while mine is around Oof. 30 minutes. That's still not great. Not, not <laughs> ideal. He comes home and typically just sits on the couch while I go about business. Zapped. He does help out sometimes, but not often. And when I mention things may not be so equal, he usually either says that he doesn't ask me to do all these things or that he makes the majority of our income. He lost his job during the pandemic and it has hit him hard. He now works for my father doing hourly work, although still making a good salary, but he has become so bitter that I feel that he takes it out on me. I've been tutoring to make extra cash for things around the house, and he often comes home early for no reason, which affects us financially. He doesn't like to hear me bring up any of these issues, and I don't know how to approach anything moving forward. Please help. Oh, my God. First of all, this is above my pay grade. Yeah, this is a— Because his pride is hurt. And as a man, you know, they put a lot of value in being able to provide for their family. I don't understand how—actually, I do. You're a a teacher, so of course— Anybody makes more money than you, which is horrible. Um, did you say he makes more money? It seems like he's saying that he makes a majority of the money, which I guess still applies in the pandemic, but it's hourly and he's leaving right. early. So he's not making that money. That's a fact he's not going to want to hear. Now, especially if you do all the bookkeeping, you could be like, actually, you don't. Or actually, it's by $20. But it doesn't seem like he's going to be open to that. What you have here is a case of hurt ego, which I always say this. They always talk about a woman scorned, but nobody talks about like how horrific it is when a man gets his fifis hurt. His pride is hurt. He probably doesn't feel like a man. He probably is just depressed. He doesn't want to be working for your dad. He wants his job back. Uh-huh. You know, you're not a family of artists. And I'm only saying this from my very LA artistic perspective. You know, artistic fulfillment is very important. I always stress to Noah that it's important for me that he be artistically fulfilled too, which means not taking a gig because you have to, which he has done before. I would prefer that he take a gig that is fulfilling versus having to. Now, I know that that's a very privileged position that I work very hard for, but perspective to come from. Is there a version where you say, you know, maybe we can save money and and you can quit this job with my dad so that you can go find the job that you want? Like, is there a way to create space to allow him to open up? He feels like you're nagging him, which is so annoying because he gets home from work. He's drained mentally. He doesn't want to be there. He's physically exhausted from the hour and he doesn't want to do stuff. You're right. You're like, hey, can you just help me out? These are our kids too. This is our house too, or whatever it is that you have. And he doesn't want to be asked to do it. And you're like, if I don't ask you, then it doesn't get done and it's all on me. I think there's a very calm way to say, I feel... I feel tired and I feel like you don't love me and I feel like I'm unattractive to you. Like just kind of put it on him a little bit when you don't want to hear me and when you don't want to do these things and I love you so much. I want to find a way that we can make this better. So do you want to quit that job? Like how can we get to a better place? Maybe asking him that. It makes me feel this way. Like when you don't, you know, like I'm, I took on an extra, laying it all out very calmly. Yeah. This also might not be a great marriage if this is how he's reacting to like your first real hardship. You know, you took these vows for richer, for poorer and bad times and good times. And he doesn't, he seems stuck. An hour commute sucks, but a half hour commute isn't a great time. Like you're- 
She has a half hour commute. She has a half hour commute and is like getting home and still doing everything while he leaves work early and sits there. That would drive me insane. That's so disrespectful. And just like, he's not, it's not a partnership. Like you're raising him. him. We are sexual partners. I am not your mother. I do not want to nag you and I'm not going to. This is not hot for me. Yeah. Like make it about sex. Be like, I'm not attracted to treating you like a child. Mm. You know, you can, what if it gets to that? But, um, you know, ask him, be like, what can we do to get you in a better place? Mm-hmm. How can I help you? Well, quit nagging me so much. I, you know what? Just divorce this guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I give up. On top of the cop. <laughs> it's the top of the cop. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. Really low stakes this week with top and bottom of the cob. Now, of course, for the bottom of the cob, we could talk about the overfishing of sharks off the coast of Costa Rica. It seems redundant. Uh, we could talk about cruise ships being banned from Venice and how disgusting cruise ships are. We can talk about all these horrible things. But my bottom of the cob, we talk about the civil unrest in South Africa or Cuba. But my bottom of the cob is that my nails had grown really long on their own. And they were looking great. And I went to a different nail place than my normal nail place. And I said I wanted gels. And they filed my nails down with like within an inch of their lives. Like, because they have to file down the actual, not the length of it, but the width of it. They have to like score it so that the gel will adhere to it. And they did it so deep that I, the nails hurt. Ah. Like you can feel the skin. And then they filed them to these like tiny, like cartoon, like cat points. So the nails are like paper thin. And Ah. it was a really like aggressive manicure for no reason. I don't know what woman is like, make them thin and really jabby. And uh, I had to get fake nails put on, which was, I didn't want. I wanted to use my regular nails for the SBs. And I had to get them taken off because I couldn't live like that. And now I just have nubs. Oh. I was like doing really well. And I just have nubs. I have thin nubs. They'll Are you grow back. putting on any, do you have any of that um, stuff that's like the the, yeah. the coat that like strengthens them? I put that on, but okay. it's uh, it's just really sad to like have something. Stop picking it up. I love the only benefit of short nails. You Stop. pick away. I'm going to keep going. It's you. bad for them. Here. Doing it. It feels really good. What's your bottom of the cup? My bottom of the cup is the new Apple Podcast app they redesigned within the last couple months. It sucks. It crashes constantly. Everyone is complaining about it. We all hate it. It makes it difficult. Every time I open it, it crashes. I'll be listening to a podcast. It crashes. I'll be listening to a podcast. It tells me that I'm listening to a different podcast. Isn't that crazy how like major companies have like really shitty interface? This is like, yeah, this is the biggest interface for podcasts. And it is garbage and unusable. The Paramount and Plus app also has like a weird interface. And you're just like, did we not test this? Right. What are we doing? It's insane. And they have updated it since and it has not like, they, like there have been updates to download. They haven't fixed it. Annoying. It just crashes. Annoying. Ugh. My top of the cob is, uh, I, this is a little embarrassing, but I watched Some Like It Hot for the first time. Um, and Marilyn Monroe I'm not one of those people that's like obsessed with her, but as I was watching, I was like, oh, I get it. To be that charming and that charismatic and that gorgeous that like you're the face that launched a thousand ships. Like she's just so beautiful to look at and so sensual. And I got to believe like at the time, like there were other beautiful actresses, but like it didn't matter. Like in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, Jane Russell is statuesque. She is beautiful. 
But when they walk into like the dining hall and she's next to Marilyn Monroe, like you don't see her. You only see Marilyn Monroe. Granted, her hair is like platinum blonde, but like what an icon. And it's hacky to be like, Marilyn Monroe is an icon of mine. Cause it's like, well, what did you love that she was like super sexy and like died at 27 or whatever. But you watch her, you're like, oh my gosh, just to be that kind of iconic before. I mean, now there's millions of hot girls and millions of sexy girls, all kind of modeled after her. I just, it was really cool. And it's got Jack Lemon and it's got Tony Curtis and he's so handsome. And there is like this really long kissing scene between them and they just like let the camera roll. And like, it definitely made its way into my dreams later that night. Huh. And it's also crazy to watch a movie where like sexually harassing women is just like normal and whatever. But uh, just to watch something in black and white that like transcends time to where you're like, oh my God, she's still like so hot. And not even like hot for back then. It was just cool. Yeah. It was just cool. Well, I'm glad you've opened the door for me to do a movie Top of the Cob. That's all I want to do. So here. Because I had forgotten Lifetime movies used to be like real thrillery, like real sexy. It wasn't just like teens bullying each other into suicide. It was, and I watched one that I hadn't seen. And I so rarely find a movie in this genre that I haven't seen that I love. Like, I feel like I've seen everything and I'm out of new things to love. I watched a little movie called Evil Doctor, where Dina Meyer is a doctor that is sabotaging these people. She randomly kills so many people. And I was just like, this is great. This is the kind of TV movie yeah. that like you just want to sit back yeah. and relax and you're yes, like it's very I relaxing everyone dies it's oh, a good that's a weird take in the movie like you know also on Wondery is that podcast Dr. Death that just talks about guys that are like fake certified and just like killing people and like no one's checking on it yeah this woman the best part of this movie is that she is she's the OBGYN for this couple oh, and she's gonna steal their baby right like she's gonna kill the woman and like she wants to raise the baby with the man because he looks like her father and so we get the exposition of she's in the bathroom at her practice and her nurse is like hey are you okay in there and she goes damn it the IVF I'm taking to try to have a baby hasn't worked again, and I have my period. The IVF I'm taking. <laughs> like, that was like, and I was like, and the Great minute setup. she said that, I was like, this is a lifetime at its best. Like, this yes. is what I, when I'm watching a lifetime movie, and Dina Meyer is this incredible actress who does the best thriller because she sells it. And I think you have to know what kind of movie you're making to make, like, you have to lean into that exposition. You have to lean right. into, like, this is crazy. Like, you right. can't be like, oh, I'm very fancy actor. I'm very fancy actor. <laughs> I just, I was, I haven't found a movie okay. that I loved in so long. Check your pulse. Take it easy. Folks, give us a review. Leave us a, only a nice one. I'm not interested in a tepid two-star Review. Okay, we know where we could be better, and the answer is nowhere because it's the greatest podcast in the world. We don't load you down with a bunch of guests you don't want to hear from, and we're not doing a bunch of dumb comedy. This is primo, fair advice. Leave us a good review. Uh, ask Eliza anything on just wherever you leave the reviews, right? Uh, the reviews really only happen on Apple Podcasts, so yeah. try to get that app working to leave us a review. <laughs> Do what you can. Got to start, restart, blow on the disc, whatever. Yeah. And we will see you. Well, we won't see you. Nope.